0: If you run a company, whether it be as a first-time entrepreneur or a seasoned CEO, you face challenges every day. And now those challenges and tough decisions are amplified as we face uncharted territory. For years, Tony Robbins has helped business owners like yourself navigate through difficult times. And now he would like to underwrite the cost of a free one-to-one strategy session with one of his top business coaches, a $600 value. In that session, your coach will provide you with the tools and strategies in today's business climate. To claim your free session, just go to tonyrobbins.com slash CEO. That's tonyrobbins.com slash CEO. The coronavirus pandemic is affecting everybody in the entire world. Things are changing fast and we're all being forced to adapt. And if you're a small business owner, you're being faced with many challenges from figuring out how to keep your business afloat to the tough decision of whether or not you can keep your team employed. You might be fearful of what's to come because right now there's a lot that's unknown. But instead of letting fear take over and consume you, now is the time to draw upon your conviction and leadership, to draw upon your training and preparation because winter is here. And when this economic winter is over, there will be those who have squandered it and there will be those who have seized the opportunity present in this challenge, who stepped up with creativity and innovation, seeking to add as much value as possible to their clients. In this episode, we're bringing you interviews from Tony's top business partners and speakers from his Business Mastery event. We'll be sharing their advice on how you can not just survive in this climate, but you can set yourself up to thrive in the future. They'll discuss everything from how to increase cash flow to how to expand your digital audience and how to best communicate with your clients and stakeholders. But first, here's Tony on how you as a leader can manage your mindset and create momentum in your business. So when this all comes to an end, which it will, your business succeeds like never before.
1: Listen, I send you my love during these crazy times of uncertainty. I mean, we're in an unprecedented time right now, so I hope you're home with your family and you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of the people that you love, and I hope you're following all the rules that the government and medical professionals are sharing with you. But I just also wanna put some things in perspective. We are not weak, we meaning humanity. We are not, this is not something you have to worry about, is it the end times, is it life or death because when things get crazy like this and social media goes crazy, people start putting out every story known to man and I've seen more fear than I've seen in years. So I just want to reach out to you and call to you as a leader. Leaders don't follow the culture, they create their own. A leader doesn't let somebody just get in their head. They get in their own head and they direct themselves. And in times of uncertainty like this, this is like winter time. I've always taught people, all my business owners, listen, you gotta be made for winter. There's four seasons you could be born in. You be born in winter, that's when nothing seems to work. It's cold and it's harsh and you're giving your all and it seems like there's no rewards. The beginning of any business feels like winter, but sometimes the economy is in winter too, and in this kind of time, we've got more of the psychology creating an economy that might be in winter. But the most successful people do well in winter. If you look at the Fortune 1000 and say, when were they born? Like winter, tough times. Spring, great thing about what follows winter is always spring. Winter's not forever. Good times are coming. They will come again, no matter how scary it seems. It always happens. After the night comes the daytime. You don't have to worry. If you were God, wouldn't you set it up that way? How cool is that? But look, after winter, there's spring, there's growth, there's opportunity. And you grow and you plant seeds, and then you get to the summertime where it's hot and kind of sweaty, and you're like, where's, where's, my, where's my reward? Where's my plant? And you just planted the seed. But if you make it through all four seasons, you'll get yourself to the fall, right? To where all of a sudden it's autumn and everything's beautiful colors and the fruits on the trees and your rewards are there. But if you don't plant in the (laughs) springtime because you're lazy or you're tired or you're fearful, you're gonna be weeping in the fall, not reaping in the fall. And so my mindset is of all the four seasons you could be born into as a business, You look at the Fortune 1000, the most successful companies on earth, 65% of them were born in the wintertime in a recession or a depression, right? Look at Disney, look at IBM, look at Chevron, look at Standard Oil, look at Federal Express, look at Whole Foods, all these, I could go on and on and on, Microsoft, Apple, all born in either recession or depression. And if you do well in that time, you will crush it everywhere else. My teacher, Jim Rohn, used to say, stand guard at the door of your mind every day. I said, what do you mean? I'll never forget. He said, Tony, it's like, think of like, it's coffee. He said, you don't want anything getting in your coffee. He said, what if your worst enemy drops like, you know, sugar in your coffee? I'd say, well, then you have sweet sugar, or sweet coffee. He goes, that's right. He said, what if your best friend or a family member by accident drops one drop of strychnine in your coffee? I go, you'd be dead. He goes, that's right. So watch your coffee because life is both sugar and strychnine. When you listen to the news all day long, it'll poison you. Become a leader. You know, great ideas are not going to interrupt you. They have to be pursued. So if you really want to do well during this time, you've got to really feed your mind. That doesn't mean do that instead of working. It just means you need a portion of your day, 30, 45 minutes, where you're going to feed your mind. You're going to pursue great ideas. You're going to listen to an audio program or watch some video. Something that's going to strengthen you and listen to the same story over and over again until you're hypnotized like everybody else into doing nothing and giving up. Leadership comes from having certainty. Certainty comes from feeding that mind, pursuing those ideas, looking for what can make the difference. So my message to you is during this time, even while you're still home, create momentum, start feeding your mind, strengthening it, designing your plans. So when the season changes, when springtime shows up, instead of being behind, you're ready to rock and roll. You're ready to crush it. Make sense? We're gonna make it through this too. Feed your mind, strengthen, take massive action, create momentum and make this the time that you're made for so you can serve other people, serve yourself and serve your family. Live strong and live with passion.
0: As Tony just said, creating momentum during this time is key and you're about to learn how. But in order to gain momentum, you first need to know how to talk to your customers in this sensitive time. First up is Donald Miller. He's a speaker at Tony's Business Mastery event and the CEO of StoryBrand, a company that helps thousands of businesses around the world clarify their brand message. As an expert in storytelling, his ideas have deeply influenced leaders and teams for Pantene, Chick-fil-A, Steelcase, Intel, Prime Lending, Zaxby's, and thousands more. Here is Donald with the two things you must communicate with your clients and your team in this atmosphere.
2: Hey, everybody, it's me, Donald Miller, and we are certainly in unprecedented times. I mean, really, nobody's experienced anything like this. Certainly, we've had situations like this, but we haven't had situations like this and the ability to communicate so much with each other. And so communication becomes incredibly important. Leaders, people who other people kind of depend on, uh, need to be very specific about their communication. So there are really two, two things I talk about. I talk about this in my books but the the one main thing is during a crisis, you want to over-communicate. You need to be talking to people a lot. You need to be emailing your staff every day at least. You need to be having meetings. We call them stand-up meetings, but they're really Zoom meetings now. We've doubled and tripled the number of of stand-up meetings where our entire staff gets together and uh, I talk to them, right? Uh, You need to be communicating with your customers via social media more than ever. You need to be over-communicating. There's a reason that in times of worry and stress and anxiety, the president actually has a press conference every single day. Even if nothing new or much new has happened, we gotta pull some things together because you standing there and being empathetic and being in control actually calms people. So leaders need to over-communicate during this time. The next thing that you need to do is there's two things that you need to communicate whenever you communicate. So if you're on social media, if you're in a staff meeting, if you're talking to your customers, if you're writing an email, you want to communicate two things. The first is empathy. Empathy, by that I mean uh, you want to say things like, I understand this is a hard time, uh, I, I feel your pain, if you will, uh, we're all struggling with, uh, the world is hurting right now. Those sort of acknowledgements uh, really help you connect with other people's hearts. They need, you to, they need to know that you're a human being because a human being who has feelings uh, will take care of them. So they're thinking about their survival and they want to trust somebody actually has feelings, right? And emotions. Now, uh, the second thing that you want to communicate, though, is competency. Competency or authority. A sense that you really are in control of yourself and you're in control of the situation as best as you possibly can be. Think about a pilot and there's a bunch of turbulence. plane's not going down. It's a bunch of turbulence and everybody is um, really losing it back there. Uh, you don't want to get on the intercom and scream and say, "I can't believe this is happening." That's not going to set anybody at ease. You, you know, you want to be able to say, "Hey, everybody, I know this is really uncomfortable turbulence, and I'm very sorry." You know, our plan is to lower the plane by about 10,000 feet and kind of circle to the right, and we're going to land over here in, in Tupelo or whatever. You, you got to have a plan. Uh, you have to be competent. That you you you're competent enough that in the moment of crisis. You were able to put together some sort of cash flow plan, some sort of business plan. And then you need the peace of mind and strength of character to work that plan. So the one-two punch uh, is, I I understand your pain. Uh, I'm with you guys. I, I, f- I feel that with you. Uh, here is our plan to get out of it. And, uh, and And here's kind of what everybody needs to do in order to make this work. When you do these two things, you you are literally like an anti-anxiety drug. I mean, people's minds actually calm down and you have the power to do that, to actually serve people in that way. Just remember empathy and authority and over-communicate. Communicate all the time.
0: With the world shifting more and more into a digital landscape, it's important now more than ever to stay engaged with your customers online. Here's Ryan Dice, the CEO of Digital Marketer and a Business Mastery Speaker, with strategies on how to expand your digital audience and communicate with them on their terms, along with strategic leadership tactics that he's implemented in his own company. Here's Ryan.
3: Hey there, this is Ryan Dice, CEO of Digital Marketer. I just want to share with you some of my top strategies for continuing to market and continue to grow your business during this difficult season. I also want to share with you some specific actions that I'm doing uh, to really make the most of this time, to make the most of this time as a business leader, to make the most of this time as a marketer, to make the most of this time as a husband and a father. Um, Let's start with the strategies, okay? I got three of them for you. The first one is I want you to use this time to focus on audience expansion not revenue maximization. Okay. Number one, focus on audience expansion, not revenue maximization. What do I mean by that? What I mean is I want you to focus on building your list. I want you to focus on, um, on, on expanding your pixeled audiences. If you're familiar with, with online advertising, right? I want you to focus on getting your message out there right? I don't want you to focus so much on the revenue component. Now I know that's easier said than done. I know being saying like, ah, you know, you're telling me I shouldn't focus too much on revenue. Look, we all got to eat. You got to make the money that that you got to make, but I'm seeing a lot of people using this time to go out and like launch brand new high ticket things. It's going to be difficult during this season. Okay. You got to remember people are scared. And when people get scared, they get scarcity minded. When they get scarcity minded, they hold tight. They grasp. All right, what I want you to do, uh, instead of trying to get them to, to unclench their hand and to, to take from that, what I want you to do instead is open wide, all right? Open wide, give with really great free content, okay? Give with content like what you're watching uh, right now. Continue to stay out there. Uh, continue to offer stuff that's free that people are going to opt in for. Uh, I tell you, in this season right now, our data showing that ad costs are down by 40%. Right? Facebook ad costs are down by 40% because so many people are pulling ad budget. Um, now is an ideal time to expand your audience and to build your list. All right. So have the focus be there from a revenue perspective. Think about it not as revenue lost, but as revenue deferred. Okay. That's important. The revenue is not lost. It's merely deferred. Focus on audience expansion. The revenue will come. Second big strategy that I wanna, want you to consider during this season is to make sure that in your marketing and in your messaging, you are acknowledging the reality. I am still seeing so many tone-deaf ads, so many tone-deaf commercials. I'm getting a lot of tone-deaf emails from marketers who clearly they're just continuing to run with the same ads and the same messaging and the same imagery that they had, you know, pre-COVID-19, right? One of the first rules in marketing is you need to engage with the conversation that your audience is already having. Starting a new conversation is difficult and it's expensive, right? So as marketers, if we can engage with the conversation that our audience is already having, we're going to have a much better chance of our message penetrating. Well, what's the conversation everybody's having right now? Well, it's about COVID-19 and the worldwide pandemic. Uh, So I'm not saying that you got to necessarily send every single email or message that's talking about it, but in your tone, it needs to reflect that we're dealing with a somber time. You don't need to be down and depressing, but if you're like happy and, you know, jumping up and down and like woo, acting like nothing's happening, that's tone deaf, right? You're the person whistling at the funeral. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Uh, similarly, if you're running images, in ads and commercials of crowd shots and people high-fiving, that's not our reality right now. If the video that you're putting out is heavily produced, again, that's not the reality right now. What I'm doing right now, I'm recording this on my laptop. This is how people are experiencing life. It's how they're communicating with friends and loved ones through Zoom and things like that. We need to mirror our messaging. We need to mirror our tone. And we need to mirror our imagery. All right. That's how we acknowledge the reality. So make sure again, number one, we're focusing on audience expansion, not revenue extraction. Number two, we've got to acknowledge the reality in our messaging, in our tone, and in our imagery, when we are doing advertising and marketing, if we want our messages to break through third, big strategy that I have for you. Simple. You got to stay in the game. Okay. You've got to stay in the game. This is Newtonian. All right. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. There will be a greater and opposite reaction once we're all able to leave our homes again. But I'm telling you the primary beneficiary of this greater and opposite reaction are going to be the businesses that stayed in the game. The businesses that kept advertising, the businesses that kept communicating, right? The businesses that kept calling. I, I get it if you need to pull back in your ad budget a bit, but don't go to zero. Right? If you need to, if you need to reduce the uh, if you need to reduce your, your ad budget to just the campaigns that are ROI positive in the first 30 days, do that. But don't bring it down to zero. You got to stay out there. You want to reduce your email communication, that's fine, but don't take it to zero. right? Don't tell your salespeople to not make outbound calls. You have to stay in the game Because when the snapback occurs and it will, You need to make sure that you're there. You can't wait for it to occur to then all of a sudden be like, oh, wait, remember me? I'm still here. Now, so those are the three top strategies I have for you in terms of specific actions that I'm doing to really make the most of this season um, as a leader, right? As a business leader, watch your team. And specifically, I want you to watch for the unintentional leaders that are beginning to rise up. Uh, Most of us right now, we're running remote businesses, whether we were before, we certainly are now. Uh, What that means is some of the people within your organization who you maybe had high hopes for, right? Um, Maybe you've seen them recede a little bit. Very often what that means is that person was far better at politics than they were at actually work and leadership. On the other hand, there may be somebody on your team who you're really starting to see rise to the occasion. Look for those people. All right. You may have some unintentional leaders on your hand uh, that, that, that you can really elevate uh, when, when things turn back around. The second thing that I would look for, and this is specific to your customers, um, double down on community. You know, a digital marketer right now, I'm spending hours a day inside of our Facebook groups. Uh, if you don't have Facebook groups and you probably don't, um, th- this may mean just making phone calls and, and direct Uh, emails to some of your top clients and customers, letting them know you're still here and you still want to help. All right. Little things like that matter. Double down on community. Don't be silent. Uh, I would also say give, give big, Uh, give so much that it hurts. At at Digital Marketer, we took our main flagship product, Digital Marketer Lab, and we just made it free. We made it free. We had over 60,000 people sign up for free accounts. Now, I don't know how many of those will convert and roll over into paid members when it's all said and done. But if it's just 2 or 3%, it's going to wind up being the single best promotion we've ever done at Digital Marketer. But that's not why we did it. We did it because it was the right thing to do. All right? So if you're going to give, give big. Give so much that it hurts. And then for you, I would just simply say, don't let this time pass without using it as an opportunity to reevaluate what truly matters. And I know a lot of people have said that, but I want to give you a suggestion. I want to give you two questions uh, to answer. What do you miss? And what don't you miss? And I would make a list, make a list of the things that you really, really, really miss. And then make a list of things that you don't miss. Like for example, I really miss taking my family uh, to get Mexican food on, on Friday night. My wife and I sitting back and sipping on margaritas, watching the kids play in the playground. I miss that, right? I don't miss business travel, right? It's been nice to be able to get beatings done over zoom, but I definitely miss vacation travel. I I miss speaking. I, I miss seeing my team. There's things I miss and there's things I don't miss. Um, And so make that list, because I will tell you, this season is a gift. You've been through hard times before, and if you've made it out on the other side, not only did it make you stronger, but you learned from it, all right? If we can get through this time better, because make no mistake, this will end, right? That's the one thing all the experts agree on. They all agree that this will end. This is not an extinction-level event, all right? This will end. And when it does, make sure that you can look back on it and say, you know what? I learned a lot, and I'm better for it.
0: You've heard it said over and over, we are living in unprecedented times. But some of you may remember 2008 when the financial crisis ravaged the global economy. You may have lost money or your retirement, or maybe you were just entering the workforce and couldn't find a job because companies weren't hiring. It's easy to become anxious because it sounds like the sky is about to fall. Because right now, just like in 2008, things are very uncertain. Instead of living in fear, do your best to prepare for this journey ahead. As Tony says, anticipation is power. There are four strategies that most of the world's greatest financial minds have used to grow their wealth over time, even through bad economies. Tony calls them the core four. And while everybody, of course, has a different financial situation, these simple strategies apply to everyone. Tony explains the core four in his New York Times best-selling book, Unshakable. Unshakable is a step-by-step playbook that can transform your financial life, no matter your salary, stage of life, or level of wealth. And it outlines how to put together a simple, actionable financial plan, even in an economic downturn. Tony is offering podcast listeners a free hardcover copy of Unshakable. You just pay shipping and handling. Go to www.unshakeable.com to order your copy. Welcome back. Up next, we have Todd Hartley, the CEO of Wirebuzz, a company that helps businesses amplify sales, reach marketing goals, and surpass competition with video that converts. Here he is with his top three strategies for increasing revenue in this new world, where access to salespeople and traditional selling methods is at an all-time low. Here's Todd.
4: It's obvious, we've entered a new world with a very unique challenge for businesses today. Salesperson access is at an all-time low and prospects, they don't want to interact with salespeople. And for people that are committed to staying in business, well, that's a real challenge, but there are also market share opportunities available right now. So if you're frustrated because limited access to your prospects is affecting revenue, but in your heart, you know that there's a better way to engage and to convince them, well, then this is created for you. Now in this new world, prospects are rapidly gravitating towards on-demand and remote buying experiences. Just like a salesperson would traditionally have done for your business, now your website needs to inspire visitors to either learn more or make a purchase. So at the very least, your business needs to have a sales page that offers an on-demand buying experience that pulls prospects through your sales message because when prospects know what you know, buying becomes a no-brainer. But you can't rely on text alone because today's buyers won't burn the mental calories needed to thoroughly read about your solution. For a lot of people, reading is hard, it takes effort, and ultimately, your success in the new world will depend on how effortlessly you make learning about your solution. So as you create your sales page, I want you to use text sparingly down the page to transition viewers through each stage of your sales message. And then on the top of that sales page, that's where you get to make learning super easy by adding a compelling video that highlights the most important information on that page. I like to think of this video like a slip and slide that just speeds up learning. You see, video is the perfect attention hack. It's sticky, keeps people around twice as long. And video is the easiest way for people to see your solution in action. And that's why compared to text, A business video is four times more likely to be watched, and when people are done watching, they're 85% more likely to buy. Boom! Now, to blow your mind, more than 50% of viewers will watch a 17-minute video to the end. How many text-only pages have that kind of stickiness? All right, so You need to create an effortless on-demand buying experience by giving visitors a really interesting video that engages their brain and shows the impact that your business is going to have on their life. The perfect video and sales page combination should deliver information like your best salesperson. The only difference is when you create your sales page, you have to know what to say and in what order. Fortunately, your best salesperson has already optimized your sales process. So pick their big brain because they've already discovered which stories to tell and in what order to make buying easy. And I'm going to give you a hint. They probably try to find common ground first and then use that as a springboard to present your offer as the solution to their specific problem, right? So just fill in the details and you've got yourself an on-demand sales experience. All right, here's a pro tip. Don't ignore the tricky conversations on that sales page, like pricing, competitors, data, or even potentially your own product shortcomings. You see, your salespeople have already been handling these objections. So your sales page, if you want it to work really well, has to address these issues also. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I fought my strategy team's advice about displaying pricing on our sales page for at least three years. And when I finally caved and created some type of small, medium and large generic pricing, I immediately noticed that prospects financially were vetting themselves. Sticker shock ended and we started closing deals faster. So now that you know how to use a sales page, my next technique is where a large number of your new deals are going to be won. And I call this show and tell sales presentations. While transitioning from face-to-face to remote sales, I always think about Donald Miller and how he teaches at Business Mastery that people are drawn to clarity and away from confusion, which means in this new world of remote sales, your biggest obsession needs to be moving each and every prospect away from confusion and then closer to clarity. But before I can show you how to deliver that type of epiphany, Let's discuss what typically happens when a proposal is submitted for approval. Most salespeople email their proposals and then move on to their next deal. But that's a really low success rate tactic. You see, in most businesses, people don't make major purchase decisions on their own. Instead, we make important decisions as teams. And if you're relying on your internal champion who, has been on each of your calls to explain your PDF proposal with the same finesse that you provide in person, you're really setting yourself up to lose. Instead, give your internal champion a show and tell presentation video that they can play for their entire team. Now, all you have to do is put your salesperson on camera while sharing your proposal at the same time and then walk your prospects entire team through your proposal with the right level of clarity certainty, and of course, excitement. To do this on the fly, I use a simple tool called Soapbox by Wistia that also can show you which prospects watch your video and for how long, including the parts they skip or rewatch. Now my sales team, we use this tool to prioritize which leads are ready to buy right now. And when we started using video viewing time as an indicator of buyer's interest, we were able to prioritize which of our leads we're actually buyers, and that alone collapsed our traditional nine week sales cycle into three weeks. Because we weren't wasting time chasing hot leads and cold leads equally. Knowing which prospects are interested, well, that's a game changer in this new world where physical access and body language are no longer available. And my final video strategy knocks down one of the biggest limiting beliefs that people have about video. You see, Far too often, people fool themselves into believing that they need to have an expensive camera to get started. But at the beginning, I prefer you use what you got and start creating video with your phone. You don't need to get fancy with your videos. Just start recording videos with your cell phone and don't worry about people judging your video quality. People rely on video so much now that they're gonna appreciate your effort and the accelerated learning that you've created for them. Later on, when the time is right for your business, you can professionally update your videos, but for now, take massive decisive action and put your best salespeople or company representatives on camera. You know, Tony reminds us repetition is the mother of skill, which is perfect advice for DIY video creation for each video. Start recording multiple takes. The more, the better, and with every take, just like a polishing stone that's going down that river, your videos will continue to improve now before i wrap up you have to remember to be competitive in this new world you need a sales page for on-demand buying experiences you need show and tell presentation and proposal videos you need covert viewing data that'll help you prioritize lead follow-up and you can get started right away by using your cell phone to record your videos So now you know my top three strategies for increasing revenue in this new world where salesperson
0: access is at an all-time low. Let's go. Roland Frazier is an investor and a business strategist who drives growth and scale in his companies with the intention of exiting within three to six years. You might recognize his name as he has owned five different Inc. Magazine fastest growing companies in five different industries. As you're about to hear, your business has three options right now. Freeze and fail, fumble and maybe survive, or fight and grow. Here he is with strategies on how you can fight and grow now so that when things go back to normal, your business will thrive.
5: Hey, Roland Frazier here from All Channels Media, and I wanted to talk with you a little bit about three strategies for dealing with the current business environment that we're in right now what we're looking at, number one, is it's really important to have runway. And what is runway? Runway is, we don't know how long this thing is gonna last. It might last 90 days, 30 days, three months, we don't know. Um, So what we wanna do is we wanna have enough runway to mean, meaning that we wanna have enough cash in our business to be able to survive if we are not experiencing growth through this. There's some very lucky companies that are actually growing as this situation unfolds, like online learning companies and shipping companies and um, grocery delivery companies and things like that. But there are also many people who are many businesses who are feeling uh, the hit from having to close their business or move remote, um, or even not be able to operate business at all. So the very first thing that you wanna think about is am I going to be able to have enough cash to survive this. And we look at this like a startup. Startups raise capital so they have enough runway to cover what they call their burn, the amount that they're going negative each month. So to know where your runway sits, you have to take the cash that you've got now and then say, how much is my monthly income? And subtract from that your monthly expenses. If it's positive, that's great. You don't have to worry about runway. Your runway is infinite. But if it's negative, if your expenses exceed your income right now, then you do have a limited runway. So you divide that monthly negative amount into the cash that you've got right now, and that's how many months you have to go. So one of our strategies for surviving this is to get more runway. And the easiest way to get more runway is to get more cash. Easiest way to get more cash is In phases, you can go uh, get credit cards that allow cash advances. That's good for very, very short term. You can then get loans from banks. You can raise capital, but whatever you do, think about how to get as much cash available to you as possible. That gives you the greatest amount of runway. The second strategy is to know your cash flow. So we talked about cash flow determining runway. One of the ways that you extend that runway is to have more profit or less loss. So the easiest thing to do here is to go through all of your monthly expenses. Um, We do a 12 day, uh, day by day, cash flow analysis where we say this is all the income for each day for 12 days, these are all the expenses. And that allows us to really highlight the biggest expenses that, that we actually aren't benefiting from or that we don't need right now. Eliminate those expenses and you might find that you go from negative to positive. But if nothing else, every expense that you eliminate extends your runway. The third strategy that we're using right now is build your list. So the world of advertising is on sale right now. The cost of of acquisition for a customer has gone down as much as 50 to 95% in most of our businesses. So we're doubling our ad spend. This is a time when your competitors have pulled back out of fear. I know that that's not something you're facing right now, right? You're overcoming that and um, and advertising costs therefore have gone down. So this is the time to double down and spend money to grow your list. We also want to think about what can we do right now to adapt to streamline uh, our marketing practices and and one of the things that we're doing i think the biggest thing that any of us can do is actually talk to your customer you should be doing this anyway but so many of us don't we get busy when things are good and we don't take the time to reach out to our customers but your customers offer a wealth of data so reach out to your customers and ask them what they want right now and how could you adapt your products or services to meet their current needs. They'll tell you and by being the person that's reaching out, you're developing the relationship, you're showing them that you care, you're creating reciprocity because you're giving and helping them and that will come back to you. If it doesn't come back immediately, it will definitely come back over the long term. So there's nothing to lose and everything to gain by doing that. What you'll also learn is that you can reposition your product based on what their needs are. And in recessionary economies, traditionally, products should be repositioned as a substitute, your product as a substitute for more expensive goods. Or if you have a premium brand, then you might consider discounting so that you you don't face a threat of being substituted by an inferior but less expensive product. Those are two strategies that are very popular as well as if you have a postponable, like you, you sell something that people don't have to buy right now. Um, that's, it's a good time to try to reposition that in their minds as either an essential or a treat. An essential because they need it, obviously, but a treat, even in times that are tough, everyone's looking for some way to treat themselves to some little thing. So let's say you sell skincare cream. That's not an essential, but it is something that people might think about having a personal at-home spa day. Think about repositioning yourself uh, to be able to be a treat or an essential and to be a substitute or to not be substituted. And now I wanna share with you some latest numbers on some specific strategies that we're doing to really take advantage of, of um, our ability to market during this time. One is that we've gone to five days a week of um, lives on Facebook, which it's a Zoom that goes live on Facebook, and then we release it on our podcast. And we're, we're putting advertising money behind that to stretch it out. And the numbers that we've got right now are at a three times increase in... Um, in uh, email lists, we've developed we've built our list, uh, expanded our email list by three times, and we're getting five times as many podcast downloads. We're also doing free offers. So we're doing no strings attached, no credit card required, free offers for 30 days to some of our products. And in one of the companies, we have actually been able to generate an extra 50,000 customers within under 30 days. And um, these are free accounts now, but several of them will convert. And um, the other thing that we've been able to do is increase our paid trials. So we're offering the free, but that also increased the paid trials by 20 times. We're also doing a um, first month free. We're buying the first month of coaching for some people that we're providing coaching for at $9.97 a month. We've had over 150 people sign up for this $1,000 a month coaching program just from the very first exposure of this and we'll buy your first month. That's a Jay Abraham there. Uh, And then last but not least, we've uh, virtualized our two-day live events. So we used to have live in-person events. We virtualized those. So now they're virtual and they're delivered over three days. So it's not as taxing and we're doing challenges to fill those. So there's some specific strategies that are working for us. Thank you very much.
0: As founder and CEO of The Abraham Group, Jay Abraham has spent his entire career solving complex problems and fixing underperforming businesses. He's a longtime business partner and friend of Tony's and he's renowned for finding significant profits where no one else can. Here's Jay with tips on what you can be doing to grow your market share, expand your opportunities, pivot your products and services, and improve business efficiencies, along with what he's personally doing in his business during this time of extreme market disruption here's Jay
6: hi this is Jay Abraham first of all I'm telling everybody that first and foremost whatever your business is solidify your base and your and fortify your relationship with all your active recent and frequent and and uh, and even recent past buyers it's very important as you go forward that they know that you're You appreciate them, you're there for them, and depending on what you sell, if it's something they're still buying, you want to make sure that you are proactively uh, interacting with them so they will continue if they have the capacity. If you're selling something that uh, they have slowed down or stopped buying, then the first thing you want to know is what else have they, do they, would they, are they buying that would be something that is purchased before, during, after, or instead of what you're buying. And you need to collaborate with other providers of those related or complementary, or even competitive products or services and make arrangements to partner with them on profit sharing so that you can basically keep viable to your client. And it's in alignment with my strategy of preeminence, which takes far too long right now to explain, but it's about doing what's best for the client And in this case, also, what's probably best for you. Number three is, in a time of crisis, and this is certainly profound and unprecedented crisis, most of your direct competitors are going to be weakened, and they're going to be reactive, and they're going to be oftentimes paralyzed. Very honestly, that's a great opportunity to acquire a lot of market share, not just through marketing, but through Contingent acquisition. What contingent acquisition means is you go to your weaker competitors who may be on the verge of literally collapsing because they don't have the economic state stabilization or well being, but they also don't have the psychological or strategic well being. And you make a deal with them where you take over not their business, that's got liability, you take over their assets, their buyers, their brand, their distribution, maybe even their salespeople that have relationships. And you pay for that out of a share of the profits that you produce by fulfilling on them and selling to them. If you consolidate buyers and salespeople from many of your weaker competitors, you might double, redouble, double again your business. And in many businesses, the cost of supporting or fulfilling that increase is very modest. So that profit becomes very large. So we've done... oh. millions and millions and millions of dollars of acquisitions like this, where we acquire a competitor's buyers, we acquire their unsold prospects, we acquire their salespeople, their brand, their phone number, their website, anything that has monetization, and we only pay them a share of the profit, 25, 35% after fulfillment, but because the economies of scale allow us to use our infrastructure more powerfully. We oftentimes can pay more to the weakened competitor than uh, they would make on their own and keep them alive and viable and help them also get out of some of their overhead or their or their uh, liabilities. That's another thing. And if you do it with many, many, it can be huge. The last thing I would say right now is that there has never been a more receptive window of opportunity to structure joint ventures, collaborations, endorsements, profit-sharing deals with all kinds of other companies, influencers, organizations, media that has access to the market you want. During normal times, literally four, five, six weeks ago, they wouldn't have given you the time of day. Now, very few enterprises and individuals are financially solvent even big companies have run out of cash or running out of cash they need revenue generating. They need cash flow. So they are receptive today to what they would not have been receptive to before. You can go to them and make deals where they promote you, they introduce you, they sell your stuff, or vice versa, on very, very equitable basis where you both prosper and profit and stay viable. I can go on and on, but those are a couple of ideas. What I would say to you about your business today to solidify. If your business is one that will endure and sustain without alteration, what you should do right now is is improve your understanding, your proficiency, your skill set, and all of your people while they are slowed down in other avenues. Teach them how to sell better. Teach them how to manage better. Teach them how to use their time better. Teach them how to communicate better. Teach them how to gain trust better. All kinds of soft skills have been proven to double and redouble the effectiveness of communication interaction and produce very measurable profit increases for business. Use the time to multiply your power, your profit power, your positioning power, your preeminence power, your preemptive power. The next thing is use the time to source other markets, other product services, other, other, uh, other new possibilities. Use it to figure out expansive ways that your current business can monetize. Next, if your business is really not just stuck but stopped, and it may not restart easily for a while, use the time to pivot. Start with the people you have been selling to who know, trust. And, uh, and relate to you and ask what else are they buying? Will they buy that we could provide and they trust us to deliver? Look at different complementary products or services. You could now start offering them and you could partner with and you could get very large profit shares on. Look at better ways to use your buyers your salespeople, your distribution channels. Look at media that is hurting. You can get today enormous opportunities on advertising, on online advertising, offline advertising. The next, for me personally, I am literally doing three things. I am making myself available to organizations, influencers, to help their people, because I know by doing that, enormous financial opportunities will come back to me after I have been an investor and a contributor and a benefactor to their audiences and to them. Number two, I'm mastering technology that I was not good at. Number three, I'm starting to set up partnerships with all kinds of people that have access to Uh, opportunities, industries, markets, uh, product services that I can use my skill sets to monetize massively, that's what I'm doing. I, I encourage everybody to realize that there's two attitudes. One is thinking of this as emergency, defensive and reactive preparation. The other is to think of this as opportunity positive proactive and strategic preparation if you do the latter you will grow and prosper during this economy and you will grow to incredible strength and significance as the economy uh, renews itself if you don't you're in jeopardy of being basically uh an afterthought so one one strategy you will you will survive and then ultimately thrive the other uh You won't keep going. I want you going and growing, and I want you to use this opportunity to position and propel your business to future greatness. It is possible. I know it doesn't seem quite as uh, exciting a thought, but I promise you, I've been through four different uh, crisis economies in my life. Our country has been through 47 in its life. It will turn around and they say the meek will inherit the earth. I think the strategic will inherit the earth. Good luck.
0: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. For more content, apps, and other ways to maintain your focus and sharpen your edge at home, go to TonyRobbins.com growthresources growth resources. That's TonyRobbins.com growthresources growth resources. The Tony Robbins Podcast is directed by Tony Robbins and produced by the Tony Robbins editorial team. Special thanks to Don Miller, Ryan Dice, Todd Hartley, Roland Fraser, and Jay Abraham. Copyright Robbins Research International.